The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this Oxford Exxon Podcast Extra. I'm Chase Parham. Hunter Elliott, the Ole Miss ace, who has been dealing with some elbow trouble throughout the season. He had Tommy John surgery. On Wednesday in Arlington, Texas, Dr. Keith Meister did the operation. Rebelgrove.com first reporting that on uh, Thursday morning. Ole Miss then put out a statement a little later on Thursday. Mike Bianco, he uh, confirmed on Thursday night following the Rebels' loss to Missouri. The Rebels had a 7-2 lead in the sixth inning, ended up falling 11-9 to the Tigers, putting a, uh, a, a another big problematic loss on their SEC tournament hopes. We'll get into all that on the site at rebelgrove.com. But today, we're going to talk elbows. Uh, We're going to talk about Hunter Elliott. That is a a very important topic, obviously, for Hunter's future, most importantly for Hunter's future, and also for uh, Ole Miss moving forward as Hunter has another year of eligibility next year as a a junior, someone who was instrumental in Ole Miss's national championship run last year. He was just amazing during the postseason. Hunter allowing only four earned runs in 25.1 NCAA tournament innings. He started the final game against Oklahoma and was great against the Sooners. But this season, it's been a uh, it's been a different story. Hunter pitched five innings against Delaware in the season opener. He felt some forearm tightness in the days following that start. That's a telltale sign of some elbow issues. He was shut down for eight weeks. He did a throwing protocol. He passed that. Without any issues, any setbacks whatsoever, he came back against LSU a couple weeks ago. When he did that, uh, just, it just didn't look right. His fastball command, his fastball consistency was all over the place. Struggled with uh, his his breaking ball as well, his changeup. Just it did not look like the Hunter Elliott that we are used to seeing. He walked five of the ten batters he faced. He threw 49 pitches, and they decided to go see another physician following that start as well. And then things moved quickly. He was at the doctor on Tuesday and then had the surgery again on Wednesday. Mike confirming again that uh, he had the hybrid procedure. It's a new Tommy John procedure, except at least new from the standpoint of we're talking about it now. Athletes are choosing it. There's a possibility that it could bring athletes back faster than that traditional reconstruction uh, procedure that we're used to seeing over the course of the years. You know, it's always been, hey, 12, 14 months, 12, 16 months. Riley Maddox came back quickly, in quotes, at a year. 
Could Hunter come back earlier than that? There is that possibility. We're going to talk about that today with Reeves Moore. Reeves works for a specialty orthopedic group in North Mississippi, Tupelo, and Oxford. He's a graduate of the University of Mississippi Medical Center. He uh, got some of his education at Campbell Clinic, the University of Tennessee, and then a fellowship with Andrew Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Institute there in Birmingham. Obviously a huge name in orthopedic surgery, but especially, sorry, I can't talk today, especially elbows as well. So Reeves is uh, a foremost expert on Tommy John surgery, on um, cutting-edge procedures with elbows and UCLs and Tommy John. So we're going to talk to Reeves. A couple disclaimers here. First off, he did not uh, see Hunter Elliott. He has not seen Hunter Elliott scans. He did not perform Hunter Elliott's procedures. We are not specifically talking about the care of Hunter Elliott because we do not know all the details to that. What we are talking about is the procedure that Hunter had done and the typical recovery, the potential recovery of that procedure in general. That's something that I need to make sure be stressed here that we are not discussing Hunter Elliott's actual medical situation or his medical records. We haven't seen those. Reeves is not his attending physician for this case. But Reeves is an expert on the uh, the hybrid Tommy John procedure. He performs that procedure. He's performed it recently. So that is uh, why we're talking to Reeves today. He's going to give us some good uh, information on that and kind of what Hunter could be looking at as we move forward. So that's coming up on today's show. And let's get into it now. Here is Special Orthopedic Group's Dr. Reeves Moore. Reeves, good morning. Always like uh, discussing elbows with you. I hate that it seems to be when we talk is when somebody gets injured or there's reasons to uh, to go through this process. But uh, good to talk to you on this Friday morning. I, I had not, I'll be honest, I, I was learning about hybrid Tommy John surgeries this week. I know it's not completely new. I know the technique has changed a little bit, but I sort of am in the, uh, the the learning process myself as we are here uh, with that being what uh, I, I'll say what Hunter Elliott had done, according to Mike Bianco, uh, on Wednesday when he had surgery, Dr. Keith Meister out of Arlington performing that procedure um, this week. But just in general, it's something that's become more common, especially for uh, for athletes. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. We'll get into that for a minute, but just for the the base person, the uh, maybe the sports novice who's not as intricate into baseball and into these surgeries. Give me a brief kind of understanding of just Tommy John in general, if you would. Yeah, good morning, Chase. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy coming on and talking injuries and techniques and recovery. So thanks for inviting me on today. So in general, you know, historically speaking, Tommy John surgery or UCL reconstruction uh, first started back in the 1970s with Dr. Job doing the first UCL reconstruction on who it's named for today, which is an LA Dodgers pitcher, uh, Tommy John. And for the longest time, that was the only surgery, despite what we've come to learn is there's a lot of different, or there's a wide spectrum of different UCL tears and patterns of tears. And so for the longest time, UCL reconstruction was the only option for all these different types of tears. And we're always trying to better techniques, get players back to performance faster. And so they you know, fast forward you know, into the 80s and even early 90s, they started playing around with repairing the ligament instead of putting a graft in there and reconstructing the ligament. And the first repairs uh, and the first studies they did about that were they, the, the outcomes were abysmal. And so they really kind of shied away from that for a long time. And then, Fast forward again to the 
2000s and 2010s with the evolution of the internal brace, which is essentially a collagen-coated heavy suture, the UCL repair technique kind of made a comeback, and that was really pioneered by Dr. Jeff Dugas in Birmingham, which is where I trained and learned about uh, taking care of overhead athletes and throwers and doing these types of surgeries. And ultimately, we put out some data that showed that you can get certain types of tears, uh, you can repair those with this internal brace reinforcement and get them back safely, quicker, and at the same level of play or higher. Uh, for, again, for certain types of tears, uh, just as good as UCL reconstructions. And so it, it, it kind of came to light that maybe you don't have to reconstruct everything. And so, uh, but there are tears that, that need reconstructions and, and because uh, you can't repair all the various types of tears that you see. And so that's kind of where we are today for the most part, um, except from the hybrid technique that you're referring to. Um, and that's kind of, you blend these two together and ultimately that's, that's how we get the hybrid technique that we have today. And we can go on that uh, later if you want to. Yeah. And, and just for in somebody who, again, to break this down a little more, when you mentioned graph or the reconstruction, that is taking a, uh, a tendon or a ligament from somewhere else, hamstring. I had Tommy John surgery in 2001. They took it out of my wrist uh, on, on the same side of the body. Cadavers have also been used at, uh, at different points. So it, th those things are still happening with whatever the reconstruction is. Is there a what is sort of the primary or preferred method for the reconstruction? Where are they trying to get the graph from? Well, it depends uh, on what's available. And so if you actually take your pinky and your thumb and you touch those uh, fingertips together and you flex your wrist, you can actually see a prominent structure at your wrist and your forearm right as it comes into your wrist. That's called your palmaris longus tendon, or that's your word for the day. And that is the probably the main ligament that we use to do UCL reconstructions. Now, if you don't have that ligament, don't be worried or concerned. Some people don't have them. And in that scenario, you actually use a hamstring tendon from the leg to do the UCL reconstruction. And then in some, some instances, if it's a revision scenario or they've had an ACL done with a hamstring graft, then sometimes you're left with only using a cadaver type of graft. So those are your graft options for UCL reconstructions. So I'm going to get to the technical part of this hybrid procedure that, that Hunter had is becoming more prevalent. I think I saw that the same day that Meister did Hunter's, he did a picture for the Mariners um, with the same procedure um, as well. Um, I, I guess my question here is obviously Ole Miss had Riley Maddox, who it seems like he had a, a normal reconstruction to, based off everything I've kind of heard. What would be a reason for not doing this hybrid situation? Why? Wh I guess what what dictates whether the reconstruction only is the path versus potentially this this uh, the new the new version of hybrid as it exists. Well, it really is is very uh, player uh, dependent, and it's also uh, dependent on the type of tear. Again, there is a wide spectrum of of types of tears of UCL. Uh, injuries from where they're partially uh, torn off the uh, two areas where it inserts on the arm and the uh, the elbow and the uh, forearm bones where they attach 
Uh, those can be partial thickness tears. Those can be complete full thickness tears. Or you can have a mid-substance tear where you tear it partially or completely between the two attachment sites. Or you can actually have it torn at multiple places. And so there's, like I said, there's a wide spectrum of, of tears through, uh, through the UCL. And the ones that we found that are best uh, candidates for repair are the partial thickness tears where they partially tear off of the bony attachment sites, or they are complete full thickness tears, or what we call avulsions, where they just tear off of the bony attachment sites. Those are the best options for repair. Now, typically in high school level throwers, you can get away with or just need a primary repair. Leave it alone. Don't put a graft in because in, because you're always thinking about what do I have to do if I have to come back or that this fails? What, what am I going to have to do to revise this? And so you try to get away with doing as least as possible, but maximizing your outcome. And so um, for the higher level guys, the, the college pitchers, the professional pitchers that have seen a lot of stress over the years, they typically get a little bit different pattern of tears. Some are repairable, some are not. The ones that are repairable, you're typically nowadays probably going to trend towards more of the hybrid techniques because the higher level guys are obviously seeing more stress, more load, more frequency of stress and load being put through their elbow because of the nature of the sport at that level. They're playing more games, they're throwing more pitches, they're throwing harder. And so the more you can do to bulk up and reinforce that area that's seeing that stress on the elbow, the better. And so I think that's why we are moving to this more of a hybrid technique and evolution so that we can try to minimize re-tears, re-injuries, and getting these guys back as quickly and as safely as possible without having them miss any further time down the road after a re-injury. I, I want to be careful with this question because, again, we're not talking about Hunter specifically, and but it's something I get asked all the time, and I've been asked over the last month or so because um, Elliot saw multiple doctors who had a, a consensus that giving it rest, doing a throwing program, he was shut down for eight weeks, made a lot of sense just in general you get, and I know there's different levels. And again, without looking at it, it's really hard to have a huge thought on exactly what was going on, but he was diagnosed with the UCL sprain right after the season opener against Delaware, they shut down weight, obviously has gone and seen Meister had the surgery. Now, how often have you seen in your experience that just in general, UCL, UCL sprains can be, quote, cured or a person be back to function with that throwing program and the rest versus needing surgery at that point? What would they have been looking for in a typical patient in that standpoint to make that decision? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. That's a good question. And uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that. And so, like we've previously discussed, you're looking at is it a partial thickness tear or is it a full thickness tear? And where is that tear? The importance, the, the importance of that is if it's partially torn or if it's partially torn off the forearm, then that area of the ligament has, does not have a good of a blood supply to it as tears that are partially torn off the, the elbow part or the arm part of the medial epicondyle specifically. And so when you actually kind of tease these things out, the players that have the partial tears off the medial epicondyle, when you shut them down, keep them from throwing, they actually have a higher healing rate with conservative non-operative treatment and progressing back to a throwing program than the ones that have the, the tears that are off the forearm bone due to the blood supply and the healing potential in that environment. And the ones that have partial thickness tears in the mid-substance, they're kind of a mixed bag. And so you're also not only looking at the tear pattern, the tear uh, where it occurs, but you're also looking at the consistency of the ligament. And you can, you know, a normal ligament has a certain thickness and appearance to it on the MRI scan that you get used to looking at and you kind of know what's normal over time once you look at a bunch of these. And so you can kind of start to see, does that ligament have some thickening in some areas, which is abnormal, or is it thin in some areas, which is also abnormal? And so um, you take it, take all these things into consideration, not only the MRI, uh, different findings in terms of where a tear is, is it partial? Is it full? Is it complete? Does it have multiple tears within the ligament? And also the quality of the tissue that the ligament looks like on the MRI scan. So that's, that's kind of one aspect of it. And then the second aspect of it is you're looking at the player themselves. How high demand are they? Are they high school? Are they college? Are they professional level throwers? What is their, what is their ceiling? Are they just, you know, are you just going to be a high school hero, which is fine. Not nothing wrong with that but you're probably going to treat that player a little bit different than somebody that is going to be a high level college guy. That's going to be a first round draft pick or somebody that's already in the professional uh, ranks. And you, you take each 
scenario differently and approach is uh, is very individualized. And so it really kind of uh, it's really kind of a sit down conversation that you have with the player and their family regarding what their MRI looks like and the findings on there and what they're ultimately you know whether what are their goals and what is what do you think their ceiling is in terms of where they are going in terms of if they're a college guy, are they going to be a pro guy? Or if they're a high school guy, are they going to be a college guy? And so forth. So there's a lot There's a lot of different variables that go into that consideration. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit so I don't bury the lead, and I'll come back to the exact procedure that is the, the, the present-day hybrid Tommy John surgery. But from a recovery standpoint, uh, you know, traditionally 12, 16 months, Maddox came back, I guess, you know, 53 weeks, something like that. But we're still a year or, or so on the traditional um, reconstruction version with this hybrid surgery. What are what what are what are players looking at? It, it seems to be a potential for uh, a, a quicker comeback to the mound for game action. Sure, yeah. For for simplicity purposes, with the hybrid technique, because you are you are bulking. It's kind of you know what we refer to as belt and suspenders. So you've not only got a repair of the ligament, but you also got a graft in there, and you're usually adding this internal brace, collagen-coated heavy suture as well. So, I mean, you, you've kind of thrown the kitchen sink at it. And so um, it's kind of an in-between in terms of your rehab, and there's a bunch of different rehab programs out there and what they're going to follow. And, and uh, you know, it's usually going to be somewhere in between how you're going to rehab a UCL repair versus a, UC, versus a UCL reconstruction. Repairs, typically you're throwing around three months. Reconstructions, you're typically throwing around four months after surgery. And it's really uh, dependent on which of those, uh, the throwing program, how quickly you progress through that. So typically for a UCL repair, you're getting people back to competition, pitching on a mound, pitching in a game, usually at about six months. Sometimes you can get them back at five months. Sometimes it may be seven or eight months. Reconstructions usually around 12-ish months or so, depending on how quickly they progress through the throwing program for UCL reconstruction, you're going to kind of space the throwing program out a little bit further and take your time, go a little bit slower with that because you're waiting on a graft to incorporate into somebody's native tissue the process of what we call ligamentization. Um, so for these hybrid techniques, you've kind of got a blend of these two. And so um, you can... You know, you can start throwing them a little earlier, probably, you know, around the three, three and a half month mark and uh, progress them a little bit faster than a UCL reconstruction, but maybe not as fast as just a primary repair. And so um, usually you're probably getting these kids back around eight ish months, 10 months, somewhere in there. So it's like I said, it's kind of a blend between the UCL repair and the UCL reconstruction. And that's continuing to evolve because of the, the, uh, how new this type of you know, concept is and this type of procedure is. And so, you know, the, the data is yet to be really fully determined on this specific type of thing. And, but generally speaking, that's kind of the ballpark range. So, so a player that has the surgery in early May, there is at least the potential in a, in a vacuum of them being back for February or March of next season. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of where I was laying there. How long have you, how long have you been doing this procedure? I've started doing this when I was in Birmingham training under <clears throat> Dr. Dugas and Andrews and Kane over there. 
so I guess that's uh, almost five years now. <clears throat> so, um, and it's come a long way even since I started doing them. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's a rapidly evolving uh, area and a rapidly evolving techniques. So everybody is trying to get, uh, you know, the, the kids nowadays are bigger, faster, stronger, and, and the, the demand to get back more quickly is, is uh, palpable. And so we are trying to meet those demands with these newer type of hybrid techniques. I saved the hard question to the end because you can explain it incredibly well, but explaining it for idiots like me and, and probably a lot of people listening is more complicated. What is the typical hyper, hybrid procedure here in 2023 that Meister would be performing? Typically, it's uh, you know a lot of ways to skin a cat, but the probably the more common, most common techniques that and that you in terms of how, how you do a hybrid technique. <clears throat> One way is to incorporate this internal brace into the native UCL, your native ligament, and basically you do kind of a running baseball stitch, if you will, through the ligament. And then you've already drilled your tunnels for your UCL reconstruction that you're going to pass your graft. You can also pass the ends of the internal brace uh, heavy suture through those tunnels as well, tie that over the bone bridge. That can be your UCL repair with internal brace reinforcement, and then you pass your graft and you got your graft too. So you got your reconstruction and your repair with the internal brace. Um, and then the other option is you can actually put a suture anchor in, a small suture anchor, which is like a little fancy plastic screw that's got some suture in it, at the side of the repair, uh, whether that or side of the tear, whether that tore off the, the elbow side or the forearm side, and you can actually use those sutures to repair the ligament back. And that usually will also have an internal brace incorporated into that suture anchor. And then you can drill your tunnels, kind of work around that little socket that you create for your suture anchor and do your normal reconstruction and then incorporate the internal brace and fixate it either with a screw or just tie it over a tie it through the bony tunnels for uh for your hybrid technique. So there's, those are probably the two main ways. And then there's a lot of other techniques out there that people get really creative on. The idea is, is generally you want to minimize the number of holes that you're putting in the bone because you're working in a very confined area and you don't want to make Swiss cheese of it because let's say heaven forbid that it does fail or the guy gets re-injured. Now you're going to have to come back and you don't have a lot of room or real estate to work with. So that real estate is really very, very precious and so you want to minimize the amount of drill tunnels and, and drilling and uh things like that to avoid uh if something does happen you need you need to be able to do something about it when you come back it, it's fairly fascinating from the standpoint of it took you know several decades to really decrease the amount of recovery time available but then here in the last decade and what you, you mentioned happened in birmingham and what you've learned under it would almost kind of almost cut that in half from where it was 15, 20 years ago. It really has. And, you know, Kevin Wilk has done a uh, phenomenal job of, of, you know, scientifically looking at the rehab biomechanically, clinically in the lab. So Kevin is basically the Dr. Andrews of uh, physical therapy when it comes to the overhead athlete. He and Dr. Andrews really kind of work together uh as they both develop their careers over there in birmingham and and uh 
and he's still there. And obviously Dr. Andrew's down in Pensacola now, but, uh, but he, he is kind of the father of the rehab protocols in terms of UCL reconstructions. And that's actually whose pro- protocols I use, uh, when I, when I do these procedures and send them out to the physical therapists. Is, is Meister a pretty common surgeon for high level college and pro players on this, in this type of thing? You know, I, you know, personally, I, I don't, I don't know him personally. I, I okay. looked at stuff up the other day, um, but you know, he's, you know, he's been involved in USA baseball. He's, you know, taking care of the uh, Texas Rangers for a while. Um, you know, he's, he's done some great research and put that out there in terms of uh, UCL reconstruction uh, data. Um, so he, he seems like a very capable surgeon and uh, very well thought of. He, he, was a guy that trained in Birmingham many years before I did. Um, so he's certainly got a good pedigree and, uh, obviously he's gotten uh, some notoriety and, and done some high level guys and is getting, uh, those referrals. So, um, I think, uh, Hunter, Hunter was in good hands. I know you got a busy day. I appreciate all the information. Great stuff there as, uh, he begins his, uh, his recovery process. And with today's, uh, baseball, I'm sure this will be, needed information for more players as we move forward. So uh, have a good day, bud. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jason. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.